0: live better and longer with the fitness show hosted by fitness expert author and tv personality fitz kohler she'll tell you why diets are dumb supplements are snake oil and the truth about how you can earn a lean hard pain-free and athletic body now for our favorite bossy blonde fitz kohler
1: I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert and very noisy race announcer from fitness.com. And welcome to the Fitness show. I see the viewers jumping in like crazy right now because we have a big time guest, very beloved, someone we're all super excited to see. So um, yeah, we got Jeff Galloway here today. And as many of you know, I'm guessing it's about a month and a half ago, Jeff had a heart attack and, uh, you know, obviously broke our hearts thinking that something horrible could have happened to him. So thankfully Jeff survived that. Um, But we're going to talk about it briefly. I've made a deal with Jeff. We're going to do a shorty interview tonight. And then in August when he's made a fuller recovery and he has a bit more share of a bit more insight to share on the recovery experience, he's going to come back. But I want you all to pay close attention. And then I want you to pass this on because what I've learned through my shocking cancer battle uh, two years ago, after about seven weeks after a clean mammogram, I found a lump. And the most important thing I did when I found the lump was take action immediately. And far too often people ignore the warning signs. Our body says, hey, guess what? This is going on, help, help, help. And we say, "No, focusing on other things, it'll go away. And uh, ironically, if your check engine light went on in your car, would probably be at a mechanics within 24 hours. So I think this is a imperative interview from someone who, I mean, golly, if Jeff Galloway can have a heart attack, anyone can have a heart attack. And uh, I think it's important to listen and learn. And I know Jeff is excited to help impact your life and make sure that uh, you make it through no matter what happens to you. So without further ado, Jeff deserves a proper introduction. He is an Olympian. He's an American icon. He is not only a talented runner, but he's the guy who gave permission to the rest of us to walk, to walk. We could participate in races even if we couldn't run the whole way. He gave us permission, not only permission to walk, but then he taught us how to do it. So he gave some uh, advice, and strategy. He's the author of 32 books. We were just talking about that. Look, I was like, I have a second book out. And he's got 32 in 17 different languages and he's everybody's friend. If you know Jeff, you love Jeff and you probably feel like he loves you back. So um, here he comes, the one and only Mr. Jeff Galloway. Welcome Jeff.
0: Well it's, it is great to be here and I really salute your efforts to bring people in and to help them. Uh, I have to tell you that I was quite aware of your challenge as you were going through it and I uh, I really uh, recognized how well you handled that. And the reality is that um, if, if you really want to overcome a challenge, you need to get the best support that you can. And there's no better group than runners and walkers to do that. So uh, both of us had the benefit of that. Uh, the second thing is the medical team. And Um, I do want to get back with you with a more extensive and uh, and educative process with what has happened. Um, But that's going to take a little while. I say a little while. We're talking about uh, August, which is coming up. Uh, But I will come back on to go through really anything that you want to. But right now, I just want to go over the basic concept that it's really not what happens to you. It's about what you do next. And uh, I, during this period when I had the heart attack and realized that it very well could have been over, I, my heart stopped. And uh, as I came back from the realization of that, I applied myself to help people at least as much as I had been doing in the past. And I am really looking forward to doing even more. We have initiated a Club Jeff thing that brings people together in a social teamwork basis. My birthday challenge to be able to have a challenge, to focus on it and then have thousands of others that are headed towards that same challenge. And there are a number of other things. But I also wanted to tell each one of your listeners that if any of them has any questions, they can go to jeffgalloway.com and ask it, or they can uh, email me directly at jfg at jeffgalloway.com. I also have a podcast, and it uh, will get into a few more of the personal details that Uh, I do on my podcast and and feel comfortable in that environment.
1: So Jeff, you know, again, it's one of those things where nobody expects you to have a heart attack or me to have cancer. And my um, tip off was pretty obvious. I felt that lump and I thought, I got cancer. What were your clues that you weren't just tired after a run? Because this is what we were told. You were running, you did a lift to go. Um, how do you go from exercising to hospital?
0: Yeah, I uh, did my regular workouts, which were quite gentle uh, in this particular morning. And um, the second workout was actually a rower workout. I got up from the rower and I was dizzy. And it wasn't just a little bit of dizziness. It, It was, I had to hold on to a chair. I had never had that before. In any any experience, much less exercise. Uh, The stupid thing I did is not call 911 because that is a telltale sign of something really serious wrong cardiovascularly, which it was. It ends up being a total blockage of one of the three arteries of the heart. Um, But I made it through that day, fortunately, feeling nauseous all day long, and uh, and totally wiped out and tired, which is totally different than I had uh, than I normally feel. And I mean, then my wife Barb, who is my angel, called up the doctor and got me in the next morning. And we went through the series of things that ultimately, within a day, found what was wrong, and they got right on it. Uh, Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. Has an amazing cardiac team, and in the process of all that, uh, my heart actually did stop. And if if those folks had not been right there with me, I would not be here today. And the other aspect of it th- that I want every one of you to understand, because a lot of people have said, well, you know, you had a spectacular healthy eating program, and of course your exercise was exemplary uh, for anyone, especially your age. Mm -hmm. And so what uh, is the difference in exercising and eating if these things are going to happen to you? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is because it was told to me by the experts there at Piedmont Cardiac Unit. If I had not had the fitness that I had, I would not be here today. I would not have survived those two cardiac incidents
1: yeah i uh i've been under the same guise as folks need to prepare their body to do battle today because you never know when injury or illness will strike and if you're fit and strong going into that circumstance you're going to be far more likely to come out of it at all or make tremendous progress um so you were crazy dizzy and that's a big alarm what went through your head what did you think it was why didn't you go to the hospital right away
0: well, uh, Barb was out playing tennis when this happened. When she came back, uh, she saw me on the bed during the day, which never happens to me. I, I never take naps. I, I I just have tons of energy all day long. And um, I told her, I said, "I'm wiped out. I must have an infection. I think I think I must have come down with COVID." God and And she said,, uh, "Well, it's really unlikely. and And so she started asking me these questions, which then she relayed right to the doctor. Mm-hmm. and uh, And you know, hindsight, we should have called nine one one right there because I was susceptible to my heart stopping from that point on. Unfortunately, yeah. It hung on (laughs) until I was at the hospital under the care of these amazing professionals.
1: I I mean, so fortunate. And then you hear, Jeff, you're having a heart attack. I mean, what goes through your head when you're Jeff Galloway? I mean, how how did that make you feel? Were you confused?
0: I have, during my adult life, been one that accepts the current reality of what's going on—if it seems like it really is reality—obviously there's some bad information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a medical team that I totally trusted, and there was no reason for me not to trust them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and once they started putting the pieces of the puzzle together, hey, I accepted it, uh, and and. Then started working on what can I do about this?
1: Absolutely. So, um, so you had major heart surgery. Was it triple bypass? I mean, I'm, I'm going off of things i read.
0: No, actually what happened was the first thing that happened was the blockage, uh, which was the heart attack. And, uh, they got that, uh, undone with five stents. So they, they worked quite a while to put all those five stents in there. And um, and then it seemed like everything was okay. Uh, they even let me go home after three days of of constant observation and intense observation. I got home and my breathing wasn't right. And so we Barbara and I went right back to the hospital. And it was after I got back in the hospital when they were going through another set of tests that my heart just plain stopped and I slumped over and that could have been it. And it, it probably would have been it if I was at home too. So there's a whole set of things. And there is a wonderful spirit in this world that was looking out after me. And I, I just, uh, am so lucky.
1: Well, we're so grateful for you. I mean, I'm, I, I, you're so dear, Jeff, and you're so caring and uh, you're such a special part of all of our lives. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm grateful you're okay. I'm grateful you spent the time today to join me on my podcast. So, so you're doing a little better.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there've been some little ups and downs. Uh, one of them I need to take a look at tomorrow going in to see the doctor. But the bottom line is, I am progressively feeling better, and I'm also learning so, so much. So once I get back on the healing track and the fitness track, uh, I will not be running the same speed that I ran before this incident, but in some form I'm gonna be running because it turns the brain on in so many, so many amazing ways. And I'll be able to relate to so many people as a result of this?
1: So this is, this is where I went is at some point I thought, Oh, is this what it's like to be mortal? I don't like this very much. I mean, I just thought, Oh, I, I had, I was whacked out of exercise for three solid months. So, um, there was no walking around the block. There was no crunches, no nothing. I, I did. I survived enough to get on the plane and go do my, basically race announcing with my exercise. But I did none of it. And then when I had the ability to get back in the gym, it again, it was a three month hiatus. I felt like a fish being thrown back into water. It was so refreshing. And uh, I did get in the water first. That was my first place I went, just get in the water and wiggle. And, you know, where so many people over the years, I know you've heard it too, where they say I'm embarrassed because I'm not good at this, or I'm weak or I can't or whatever. it was humbling for me far less than it was, you know, a very weakened version of myself. But I was so proud of me for getting back into the pool and getting back into the gym. And it was really nobody else's business how much I was lifting or how fast I was going. And so uh, I, I definitely felt refreshed by the opportunity and grateful that I wasn't that sick anymore. And then one of the things I think you might enjoy is. The previous version of Fitz Kohler, she kind of wrote on her laurels. She was fit enough to pop into a half marathon without training for it. She liked the way her body felt, the way it performed. I really wasn't striving for anything before. After, you know, the mean chemo, it was nice to be goal-oriented. All of a sudden I thought, okay, now I have a mission. And so I think even though nobody likes to set back, I think you're really going to enjoy the process of the comeback. It's rewarding.
0: Well you have been a very good leader in that. And I will try to follow your lead as best I can. And I have so much enjoyed doing this, Fitz. It's just uh, uh, a great journey that each of us are on. And please let me know as we go through this next episode in, in August, how I can help even more people.
1: Well, I will hold you to that. I will hold you to that. I'm excited to have you back. Please get as much rest as you want. This is the time in your life where you get to chill out a bit. So um, yeah, do that. And then you'll find as you start getting back to the world, people hug you differently Um, after a scary, after a scare, you know, people give you those wonderful hugs that say, I'm so happy you're alive. And uh, I'm, I'm confident you're going to get bazillions of those. So I'm going to let you go, Jeff. I'm going to wish you well from all of us, but we're going to stick around. We're going to talk about you
0: once sure. you, know. is well, that I, I look forward to uh, doing this again in August.
1: Thanks Jeff. And send my love to Barbara. we Will do. Love you. Bye. Bye. How about that? So, whew, isn't it refreshing to see his face? What a terrifying situation. Uh, if you if you were like me and you were going off of re- watching a news clip or reading an article, um, Atlanta did a few stories on Jeff's heart attack. It made it sound like he did go to the uh, hospital immediately. So what a scary situation. So um, two things. Since so many of you have joined in, I want to show my appreciation for Jeff's audience. Uh, I'm going to do a giveaway of my book tomorrow on Instagram. So if you follow me at Fitzness, which is right there, I am going to be giving away one of these. So you, all you got to do is mention Jeff Galloway and you will be up for an autographed copy of my bookie book. I've got so many comments here. Um, Brian Hunt, the owner of the Let's Race app, which I love if you guys are looking for a race near you or so far away, download Let's App. It's uh, That's where I found all my races. Um, Jody, yeah, Jody. I remember many years ago when she was registering for her first half marathon. I thought, "What are you doing, Jody?" And it changed the way she lived forever. She's now a super jock, which I appreciate. Um, Sean, yeah, what what a gift, what a blessing that Jeff is still here, and he looks great. He's as sweet as ever. That's that's what I love about Jeff. I mean, he's so smart, and he impacts so many people. But he's a sweetheart. So we're going to use the comment section, and I'm going to ask you, how many of you out there are Disney runners? Because I know a huge chunk of Jeff's fan base is from Disney. So go ahead and use the comment section wherever you are. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So you can use the comment section. Tell me if you're a Disney runner, or you can tell me where you've met Jeff. Hi, Dave. I think everyone's here. Dave i going to take that mask off, Dave. I need a better profile picture moving forward. It's a rule. Lori. Yeah. So Lori, she's a Disney runner for sure. In fact, I've, I believe I've been standing at a finish line with Jeff while you run by for selfies and hugs. Dave Brunel, legacy Disney Anaheim. That's right. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, Jeff is the running pro for the run Disney events, both Disneyland when they existed and then Florida, Walt well, Disney World. Yep, Andrea, Robert Schultz, Disney runner, Adam Holt, Disney runner. And then tell me if you've met Jeff and give me one word to describe Jeff. Well, I've got another mystery runner. And I don't know why the comments come up so, so vague. Who are you, mystery user? Um, the Disney, Disney runner and hottie runner. Okay, so now we're going with the adjectives to describe Jeff. Here they come. Kind from Running Warrior, Sarah. Jody. Oh, and you met him in Gainesville. That's right. He does. He travels the country. He travels the world doing um, presentations, clinics. Stellar human being for sure. Joe says he's known Jeff for 20 years and trained runners for him in the early 2000s. That's pretty cool. Two times cancer survivor. Oh, gosh. Third battle. Yes, you will win. Science is incredible, but I'm so sorry you have to go through it again. I had an almost scare last week and it was terrifying. So I'm going to be rooting for you, Jeff. Um, Greg, nice listening to me. Nice seeing you. You're probably talking to Jeff then. Uh, Lori, motivational. Motivating. That's it. Oh, it's Paige. Helpful. He is very helpful. Patient. You know what? That is very true. Jeff's whole demeanor, his presentation, he's very patient. Where I'm phew, a thousand volts, Jeff is still equally imp- impactful, but at a very um, much calmer pace. So patience is a good word for it. And the amount of people he has to coax into doing what they need to do to go the distance without injury or suffering. Patience is a great word. Uh, Chrissy Marriott, looking forward to seeing me and Jeff in Monterey for Big Sur and Monterey Half. Yeah, 22. They're, they're on, baby. I, we will be in Monterey. And even if they're not having races, I'm coming to Monterey, I miss it. You uh, met Jeff at Anaheim and he would be kind. Yeah. And, and you know what, this is that opportunity where something terrifying happened and he's receiving the love he deserves. And, and I believe Jeff is probably someone who's felt the love from his running community, his whole life. But yeah, this is, this is a, a fine place for you to pour it on. There's a good chance he might be watching. Um, Rob Shelton, I met both me and Jeff, lucky guy, uh, spending the evening just talking with, oh, Jeff and Barb at Epcot. I love Barb. Barb I could hang out with all day. She's, in fact, I have the, I've had the good pleasure of spending some quality time with the Galloways. In fact, we did Niagara Falls together the first time I announced Buffalo, and that was a lot of fun. They are fantastic people, and I've really enjoyed being able to welcome them through finish lines and start lines, and I always um, say, here's Barb Galloway. And her husband, <laughs> generous. Amen to that. Oh, and you did at his clinics in Gainesville and Tallahassee. We're not sharing you with Tallahassee anymore, Jody. Really, you met Jeff at a race about 25. Oh, yeah, you were this kid. I would have liked to see uh, that. You guys were probably still in shorty shorts, the little dolphin style red shorts. Not allowed to wear those anymore, sir. um And life changing, absolutely. So. Yeah, to me, I think of Jeff, and I've got three things that come to mind, and I want to see which one resonates more profoundly with you. Uh, Green, the color neon green, thumbs up, or incessant beeping. So (laughs) I want you to vote now. Go ahead and use the comment section to vote. Or do you think more green, do you think of the thumbs up, or incessant beeping? And if you don't know what the incessant beeping means is Jeff teaches the run walk method where it's a very structured um, game plan for running and walking and running again and walking. And you actually do this by timing yourself. So he actually sells timers people wear on their waistband or in their fanny pack. And uh, there's lots of beeping. The beeping is what tells you to start running or start walking. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, I remember telling Rudy when he was announcing for run disney so i was running those races and i hadn't done the beeping thing but everyone around me was beeping and i thought what is going on and they were all gallowaying they all had the jeff galloway beepers and i i started actually running next to someone who's beeping i thought well i like their pace so i'm gonna i'm gonna follow their beeps and it worked for me i, I believe you know someone could probably claim running any race around the world With Jeff and Barb. And uh, yeah, I've actually found um, I've been quite proud of myself to finish races next to them. I feel like I'm doing a good job if I keep up, stay with the Galloways. Thumbs up. That's right. Peeping. (gasps) Peeping. Your gym boss. Okay. All right. So listen, now I want to take a little time to talk about heart disease and you know, that's one of the things that was most important to Jeff and I, as we planned out this interview was helping you guys live better and longer. And, you know, my, my entire brand is live better and longer with fitness. Um, But it goes beyond just exercising and eating wisely and getting proper sleep. It's really being in tune with your body, giving it what it needs and listening to it. So heart disease is the number one killer of adults in America. And I'm sure that number goes broader, but since the majority of us are Americans, I'm going to stick with us. The number one killer of Americans is heart disease. Very tight number two is cancer, but cancer is all sorts. There's breast and brain and bone cancer, et cetera, heart is a heart. And uh, we need those things, right? You can get a hip replacement and a knee replacement pretty easy. But by the time you need a heart replacement, sometimes it's too late. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, broadcast that if your check engine light goes on in your vehicle, you're very likely to uh, get it checked within 24 hours because you know what? It's expensive. We really freak out when something's gonna hit us in the wallet. But Jeff could have had, you know, tragedy far beyond his wallet. And so there were signs he had extreme dizziness and he had extreme exhaustion. And those are two very profound, very common uh, symptoms or you know, I guess side effects that are telltale signs that you're having a heart attack. And so if you're having chest pain, pain in your arm, pain in your jaw, it could be a heart attack. If you are having extreme fatigue, that is a big telltale that you may be having a heart attack. So it's one thing if you come home from a run and if you wasn't in a marathon, I'm tired, but if you have fatigue that sticks around for a few days and it's extreme, tell, call your doctor. And you know, one of the things I would like to reinforce is that, yeah, doctors are kind of expensive, but not always. And what's What tips the scale more, your life or your deductible? And, and hopefully you are insured. I can tell you that if you are not insured, I see people go into the ER all the time and they walk out without payment because they're uninsured. And so who cares? Money, money. I know it's easy to say who cares, but your life matters far more. So um, you have to yield to these symptoms. You have to take action. And he started, it sounded like with his primary care. And thankfully that led him into a hospital visit, but we've got pain. Chest, arm and jaw uh, and tightness, nausea, indigestion, heartburn. So some of us have that stuff here and there and and fine. (laughs) If you're a woman, maybe once a month you might be nausea or if you drink one night, you might be nauseous, Um, but it's extreme versions of those issues or long lasting. Like why would you have indigestion for three, four days? Its interesting, I announced the women Run the D half marathon 5 K 10K in Detroit every September. And our partner is American Heart Association, and we have a group of women, we call them epic heart heroes. And so there are there are women who, is, who have faced issues with their hearts, and thankfully they recovered and they're now taking part in these races. But before Race Day, I am given a uh, a list of these women and their stories. And what always resonates with me is how close they were to just completely ignoring their issue and dying at home. I mean, most of these women, by the time they, they were getting help, the doctors were saying, go, you know, 911, you need to speed to the hospital. A lot of them was flu-like symptoms. And so last March when they were telling all of us, don't go to the ER with flu-like symptoms, I was think, thinking, God almighty, flu-like symptoms often mean you're having a heart attack. And there were so many people who did die of a heart attack because of their, they ignored the flu-like symptoms and didn't go to the hospital because they were told not to. So um, these women, these epic heart heroes, unless they were born with a congenital defect, all of them were close calls. And so what I'm asking you is not to be a close call to listen to your body. If it starts screaming at you, if it starts poking and saying, I'm really, really dizzy, you need to hold on to a table to stay upright, call the doctor, you just gotta do it. Okay, extreme fatigue, we talked about that. Snoring, and so it's not just little snoring, annoying snoring, it could be snoring that leads to choking or gasping. That means your heart is stopping, which is putting stress on your heart, which could lead to heart failure. So if you're having extreme issues with snoring or your partner is, you've got some, some hottie line in bed with you and they're choking and gasping all night, you need to get them to the doctor. It's not just annoying, it could be a crisis. Uh, Cold sweats for no reason. I don't have anything to say about that. Cold sweats for no reason, seems like a problem if you're having them. Call the doctor. Uh, A cough that won't quit and a cough that produces pink or white mucus. So interesting, There's uh, one of my friend's husband was a chain smoker and he was always coughing, 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 and I saw him at a gas station and he was just wheezing and gasping for breath and we could have thought lungs and I thought, oh, that guy is having uh, heart failure. And within a couple of days, he went to the hospital, he was married to a physician and he was having congestive heart failure and he had major surgeries. He was in the hospital for weeks. So sometimes we think it's our lungs and it very much could be your heart. So if you're having those dramatic symptoms, call someone. Uh, legs, feet, feet. Legs, feet, and ankles are swollen. That could mean the blood is pooling because your heart is not working at its highest function and you're not able to pump the blood back up through the veins. So, if you are having random swelling of your ankle, feet, and uh, lower legs, that could be a heart attack. And I'm not laughing at a heart attack, I'm laughing at my poor writing and then a regular heartbeat. And sometimes a regular heartbeat is due to caffeination or excitement. But if it's chronic, it could be a problem. So these are just some of the symptoms I've gathered through various resources. But it's, it's scary. You know, I, 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 with cancer being my burden, right? Cancer is the thing I dealt with. I've stood on all of these stages. And I've, I've asked Crowds as large as a Los Angeles marathon with 25,000 and the Philadelphia marathon with tens of thousands said, has anyone here not been affected by cancer, whether personally or someone you love? And there were zero hands that go up. So everybody knows somebody or has personally been affected by cancer. I can confidently say the same thing goes for heart disease and apparently worse because that's the number one killer of adults. And not all of those people look the part. Um, my father looked like Fred Flintstone. He had the big belly. He, I mean, he pretty much looked like Fred. Fred Flintstone with blue eyes. Um, and he was the guy you would expect to have a heart attack. He did have a heart attack. Um, but then there's a lot of fit folks who are having them too. And so, if we take anything from this conversation with Jeff, is that uh, you can't ignore the signs. You cannot. Ignore it when your body is screaming at you. And uh, Jeff said he regrets not calling 911 when he was in that crisis post exercise. So um, don't be resistant. We know a lot of stubborn people. No, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going. I'll just take a nap. Are you that person? Is anyone out there that person? Raise your hand if you are too stubborn to go to the doctor, even when you likely need to go to the doctor. We got Katie Stefani. I lost my grandma and mom to heart disease. And your dad recently had a heart attack. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. And so we say it's the number one killer, but then think of all the people who have issues with heart, their heart's heart attacks, heart failures, and they don't die. It's far more prevalent than those who do die. So it's something that we can jump on. It's something that we can address and um, save our own life. You gotta be your own best advocate. You know, we talk about, Taking responsibility for your health. And you guys, those of you who know Jeff Galloway are probably the doers. You know, if you're watching my show, you're probably a doer. You probably are concerned about the foods that you put in your mouth and you exercise to an extent. Maybe you're not perfect, but you're moving in that direction. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Where'd it go? It's colder. Where'd it go? Oh <laughs> there it's back. But it comes back to disease. It comes back to us being our own advocate for overall health. So, you know, I would say nobody, no doctors come in your bedroom at night. Nobody sneaks into your house and crawls in, your room, lifts up the covers and then starts looking at it. They're checking, they're checking your joints, they're listening to your heart, they're looking inside your lungs. There are no medical professionals who do that. They do not break into your house and check underneath the hood, right? So you have to bring your body into them. You have to actually say, here I am. I'm here. Have a look-see, right? You take off the clothes, you put on the gown, and you you lift up your arms, and they squeeze your breasts, and they look at your testicles. Sometimes they look in your tush. This is what doctors do. But you have to do that because too many people who went undiagnosed, they, um, they met their maker quite quickly. So we're the only ones responsible for ourselves. So you got to do the annual exams. Yeah, got to do the self-exams. Oh, and let's go back to annual exams. Annual exams. Uh, general practitioner, eyes, ears, teeth. Hey, dental issues can be, can be uh, what's the word, can tell you that you might be, ha- they're highly connected to heart issues. So if you have rotten teeth or you're having uh, inflamed gums, could mean you have issues with your heart. So you gotta go to the dentist, you gotta go to the gyno, you gotta go to the mister, you know, look the other way and cough. You have to get your skin checked for skin cancer. And those of us who are athletes and athletic, and we exercise quite often outdoors, skin is the largest organ on our body. We gotta have it looked at. And so those annual exams, if you don't already have them in your book, get on the phone tomorrow, it's Friday, you still have time and start scheduling them, make those exams. And then you have to be aware of your own body. And for me, it was squeezing my stuff. You know, I took my hands, I put them in my shirt, and I squeezed my stuff. And if you're like, oh, you're squeezing your stuff on camera, that's okay. It's my stuff. I'm allowed to do it. So ladies, hands in your shirt, grope, there's there's methodology to it. But really, the most important thing is that you're feeling, you're doing a thorough examination of yourself. Gentlemen, there's an opportunity for you to come down with breast cancer too. That's a fun um, thing that a lot of people know about. So you're not immune. You got to check your chest, check the testicles. Ladies, we get the the ovaries looked at. It's okay to ask for an ultrasound of your ovaries. Your gyno may very well give you one. They give give it to me. And I'm always happy to have someone say, you do not have ovarian cancer. So um, we got to do our self exams. We got to have the doctors look at us. And then when crisis strikes, we have to report it. We got to bring the car into the shop. We got to bring our body into the shop. And, uh, you know, then we get more days. Right. And, and, and what I can tell you, and I think Jeff will agree is, um, you know, it's, I wouldn't go back and rehab cancer. Cause I could help. I'm going to be like, I wrote a book and it's super helpful to people. I would go back and do it, hell no, I would not. It was a nightmare and it was terrifying and I'm so lucky I survived. So lucky there's science and uh, people have funded research and these brilliant doctors were able to implement the research. I'm guessing Jeff probably wouldn't go back and volunteer for the heart attack because he's going to be able to help so many people moving forward. But, you know, we get to, we get to help people on the other side. And I know for certain he's going to use his experience to help others like he did tonight. The fact that he came on here, I'm, I'm guessing is going to inspire someone to go get help when they need it. And, and that'll be on Jeff that he saved their life or he had a role in saving that person's life. Um, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta take responsibility moving forward and it is what you put in your mouth, how you move your body, getting the proper sleep, um, Managing your stress, avoiding cigarettes and alcohol, and then uh, getting medical attention when you need because nobody's immune. Nobody's immune. And if you if you go over and watch Mike Riley's podcast, you'll hear about all of these Ironman athletes, Ironman triathlons, triathletes who have faced some horrific odds. And now they're doing great things, and and I think that's where I was going with it is on the other side of cancer. You know, I had a great attitude before, I had a great life, and a great perspective. Now things are even better because I don't sweat the small stuff, and and so I just agreed to run the Boston Marathon, which is not something I'm prepared to do. And again, some people look at me and they're like, "Oh, cooler, you can run a marathon." I've never run a marathon. I have run half marathon, so I have a big big challenge in front of me but nothing will ever be as hard as cancer was fine i'm not afraid of almost anything i mean there's a couple of things but they're pretty pretty wild when it comes to athletic adventure when it comes to personal interaction i don't i'm not fearful i don't walk around fearful uh i feel emboldened by my cancer experience and so I imagine Jeff is going (laughs) to be even more than he was last year. And I'm excited to see that. And I'm I'm really excited for him to start feeling great again. Not just good, but official Jeff Galloway great. And he's 75 years old, but I'm pretty sure that if we run a race together next year, he'll kick my butt. Um, We got Pam. I wish I could run it right next to you. Well, Pam. Pam who's agreed to come line the streets of Boston and cheer for me, it'll make me happy to know that I have a person out there that when I run by will go, woohoo, fit. So I hear there's a lot of people out there cheering and hooting, hooting and hollering, but knowing you will be there and you'll be looking forward to seeing me will make me very happy. And what the hell I'm running the Boston marathon. How did that happen? Um, Oh, you know what, Jody? I may take you up on that. I'm also looking for great advice on um, shady places to run, because as you know, it's 42 billion degrees out right now, and <laughs> I need a little help finding shade. It's so oppressive, and I, I'm someone who really enjoys the heat. I don't know what it's like to be a northern person who likes cold weather, uh, but yeah, any shady place and I might hit you up on a long run as long as you don't mind me being whiny because I'm somewhat whiny when I run. This is why I traditionally run alone. It's because I like my friends and I don't want them to turn against me because we got to mile 12 and I turned into a little brat. Um, Yes, I told you I'm running a marathon. You know this, the Boston Marathon. Oh, look, and I bought it. I keep showing this, but I got the finisher's jacket. I bought it. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to run a marathon. Oh, okay. I'll run the marathon. I'm buying a jacket. So this is a 125th anniversary jacket, which only finishers can wear. Actually, I mean, anyone off the street could buy one and wear one, but apparently it's against the rules. There's some sort of big runner superstition thing that says you cannot wear a jacket you have not earned. So I actually wear lots of jackets I haven't earned because every race I announce, they give me stuff. Um, But that's different. I will be running the Boston Marathon and that jacket, I've tried it on once to make sure it fits. It looks super cute on me. And then when I'm done, when I limp back to my hotel room, I'm going to put the jacket on and then I'm probably not going to take it off. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm super excited for me too. I'm also super... Concerned for, I got a lot of work to do. But I'm good at hard work. I'm very good at hard things. In fact, this is the fitness motto: I can do hard things. And when I put the book up as a giveaway tomorrow on Instagram, I will also include the "I can do hard things" stickers. Um, Jody, I know you just did your first marathon. Oh, I can't get up at 4:30 a.m. I won't get up. I can. I will not. But yes, I will take any novice marathoner advice you would like to share. I, you know what, it's great to get advice from the pros. And so I had marathon med Kafleski on my, on the fitness show about two weeks ago. If you guys haven't seen that go to fitness.com uh, search, all of my fitness shows, you'll see the interview with med. It's outstanding. His story is so inspirational and it's really the backstory that makes his present story. So inspirational. Mind-blowing. But um, yeah, so I have access, right? I have access to Jeff and I have access to Dave McGilvray and Meb and Dina Castor. But sometimes I feel like, oh, I need to get the new people. I need to get the novice marathoners to give me the real scoop, right? Not that anyone would be lying to me, but can Meb identify with me? I don't know. He's just been a good runner his whole life. Ah, You could look for a charity to run for, and then I would have to cheer for you. And Joe says, Boston rocks. Wow, he's done six. Oh, geez, you and your cancer. You cannot have cancer anymore, Joe. And his way to saying no to cancer. Um, Yeah, thank you. I'm really glad, too. So this was my scare about a a week and a half ago. So this is my port. I'm going to remove this um, get away. So right here is this, I have a pretty sizey scar and that's where the port was put in. And the port is a little kind of, um, looks, it's like a bottle cap right in here when it has a rubbery top and they insert it underneath your skin and they have a catheter that goes straight into your heart. And so as they put the IV drugs, so every time you go in for chemo or IV fluids, they would poke me in right here in the soft spot of my chest, which was a total jerk move, but that's where they would put the chemo. And then it would go straight into my heart and get flushed directly into my body and start working its magic. Anyhow, um, I'm just a year out of chemo. So May 11th, I think was my one year anniversary being done with chemo. And so I, the scar is a little, like the scar tissue is a little yucky here. And my physical therapist has always said, massage it and it'll smooth out. So I'm doing that. And then right here, like go right here, all of a sudden I feel this bump and I thought, oh god, it it's a lump. It feels like a bead. And then I thought, oh, it's back. What a nightmare. I can't believe I have to do this again. And so I called the oncologist and I went in. And thankfully, I've seen quite a few doctors over this little lump, and they all agree that it's a stitch. So they stitched me up here, and it's a stitch that has come loose and traveled over here to give me a headache. And <laughs> thankfully, it's just a suture. I'm so grateful for it, but Right before I found the lump, I agreed to run Boston, and so I was stuck in this. Okay, and and mind you, chemo brutalized me. I have some friends that are out there running; they're running ten miles a day with chemo. Perhaps I am the princess in the pea, but I did not have that luxury. I was really beaten down by it. But there I was, thinking, okay, I may have breast cancer again, but I've agreed to run Boston. I'm going to run Boston. So Lord knows how that would have happened, but. Uh, but it was going through the head. It wasn't a fun week that I had this turmoil. I'm so grateful it's a stitch. But um, Joseph, I am rooting for you, and I believe in you. I believe you're going to be fine. And maybe you can come back next year and run Boston. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it again, right? You're going to be okay. Joe says, thank you for putting the audio from the Mev interview up on the precast. So this is exactly, you're the person I did that. So the Fitness show in January, I went Video, as you guys are watching here, I've been doing an audio podcast for a very long time over a hundred episodes. And then, when I was diagnosed, and I, I, you know, I just kind of fell off of it, I, I didn't have the mental capacity to do that kind of work. And then, once I started feeling better, I started thinking, I need to do podcasting again. And then I got some great broadcasting software, and this is where really where I thrive. I like to look at you guys. I choose I choose video over audio. But then I thought about Joe Raymond, who always said, "I love your podcast. I listen to it while I run." So I'm going to start moving as many of those podcast these broadcasts, turning them into podcasts just for you, Joe, and anyone else who wants to li- listen. Excuse me, they're on Spotify and Amazon, and just look for the Fitness Show, and you'll find it. Um, I have a 13.1 training for you, and I'm guessing that's meant to say 17 days. This is Greg Weber. He is the race director of the Buffalo Marathon, which is a big hot topic right now because it will be the first big race back in New York. Um, the governor was like, hey, Greg Weber, you, you're you getting permits. Um, both Rudy and I are announcing Buffalo I am the grand poobah, make no uh, mistake, (laughs) Rudy is the junior poobah, but we are super excited. We're going to have the full marathon, half marathon, 5k. Apparently some other nearby race just got canceled. So more people are trying to flood over to Buffalo, which is exciting. The more the merrier. And uh, yeah, Greg, you need to find room for more athletes. Don't say no, say yes. And here's Shelly Millette. She is one of the Boston buddies, a group that Encouraged me to run. I'm actually running Boston for uh, Second Step, which is a support uh, supportive organization for people who've survived domestic abuse for men, women, and children who need the support to get out of their bad situation and move on to a life of independence. So I'm really excited about that. I will be sharing a link in case anyone wants to donate. I know it's been a hard year, but um, be grateful you're in a good situation and not suffering from domestic violence. It's just such a horrible thing. So I'm really happy to support those people and be a part of the Boston Buddies. I hear I get to design a singlet, that's super exciting. Joe, Tokyo 22, um, do they have a half marathon? I think after Boston, I may retire from marathons and maybe I go to, go with you to Tokyo and we could be like cancer survivors and you could just run twice as far as me. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, Joe Raymond. Happy birthday, Joe Raymond. So Rudy Novotny. Uh, what do you think about all of this Jeff Galloway stuff and his stuff, his survival, thank goodness. I know you're thrilled about it, but you know, there's there's some people within the running industry who uh, They're up on a platform, right, and they deserve it. They've they've placed themselves in a particular place where they have such influence over the rest of us. And I know you've been on the road and seeing Jeff and being friends with Jeff for a very long time. And it's interesting. Not only is uh, Jeff now a heart attack survivor, but Dave McGilvray, who is the longtime race director for the Boston Marathon, I believe he's had two heart surgeries now. Dave will blame it on his poor eating habits. I've heard that before. Um, But whatever caused it, you still have to do the same work to bounce back. And uh, yeah, it could happen to any one of us. I just think it's such a powerful, (sighs) powerful um, thing to be aware of, right? I mean, Jeff could have kept his story private. In fact, I, you know, I, I comfortably say that if I weren't going to go bald because of breast cancer, I would have kept myself, uh, I would have kept it to myself. I would have gone through it privately. And I don't know, looking back, if that would have been the right thing to do, because I have been able to move the needle forward, help so many people, encourage them to get uh, their mammograms and ultrasounds. Do self exams, and quite a few people have reached out and said, "I did the self exam. I found the lump, and now I'm going through it." And and almost every single day, I have someone reach out to me and say, "Fitz, I've just been diagnosed with breast cancer, or kidney cancer, or colon cancer." I, I've I've become a resource for that, and I, so now you know I'm making lemonade. I know Jeff is making lemonade. This is this is where it starts. Um, but yeah. just just shocking. So Rudy says, we all need to be more self-aware and proactive agents for our, our own health and fitness. It's undeniable, undeniable. And I wonder, Rudy, as we stand on some of these stages in front of tens of thousands of people who are actively taking care of their health on that day to go run three miles, 26 miles, I wonder how many of them would be able to say that I went to all of my annual exams this year, and I regularly do self exams. That would be interesting to see because that's—I don't know if it's the next step. It's yeah, it's the next step. I mean, we got to watch what we do with our own body and our own health, but the next step is being diligent about our health exams and and doctor visits. All right, so mystery guest says, Jeff and I have done much together through the years. Not only do I know him as an icon, I know him as a nice, kind, decent, generous man. Looking forward to working with him again. Who are you, Uh, mystery person? Yeah, that's one of the things about Jeff is he's so decent. I I can't imagine he's ever left a bad taste in anyone's mouth. Just a good, solid human being. And the fact that he's from Atlanta uh, is just perfect. I feel like Jeff could have walked on to the set of designing women. Remember that show, the 80s and 90s with uh, Dixie Carter. I think Jeff could have popped into designing women and he would have been a good fit. <laughs> you know, just here he is. is Jeff from Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Chris Gillespie. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Everyone in the running industry, if you if you work in the industry, you you eventually get to know Jeff, right? And what a treat. And Barb because we gotta include Barb. I love Barb so much. Uh, Joe says, "Ah, okay. Didn't start getting regular medical exams and checkups until your children were born. Well, that is um, a surprise. And Joe, you've lost quite a bit of weight. Joe runs, I don't know, too many marathons. He runs marathon after marathon. He has twins who were just at my house. They're almost two. They're adorable. Uh, but yeah, and Joe, Joe, sadly, when I was diagnosed, he lost his mother to breast cancer. So his family has certainly been impacted by um, chronic disease. And you gotta stay healthy. Yeah, it's interesting, Joe. That's the right take. So many people use their children as an excuse to be obese and unhealthy. They say, Well, I can't cook healthy food. I have children. I can't exercise. I have kids. What? What? Now you have this overwhelming incentive to do whatever it takes to have a long life, a long quality life so you can see those children grow up and thrive and maybe meet your grandchildren and great-grandchildren one day. I just cannot wrap my head around the people who use their innocent children as an explanation and excuse for their lack of common sense, their lack of good behavior, it just doesn't fly for me. So, Joe, you nailed it. You are doing the right thing as a dad. And uh, I know you and Bri- Brooklyn are going to take great care of yourself because uh, Jackson and Callie deserve it. They're beautiful. And, you know, missing a day of their life would be missing too many days of their life. I mean, my kids. I don't know. I mean, they have to live to at least 100 and then I have to live to at least 125 or something like that. There's a sign over my son's door and it's a from Winnie the Pooh. But it says, you know, if you live to 100 years, I want to live to 100 minus a day. So I never have to be without you. And and that's what all parents should be. Um, preaching and living. So yeah, yeah. well done, Joe. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up soon, but I want to give you some scoop, some very important scoop. On Sunday, we have a big party here. Rudy Novotny is going to be my guest, the other half of Team Noisy. and, And Rudy's a really good time, as you know. So we are celebrating 35 years of sobriety. So Rudy kicked the habit about 35, well, almost exactly 35 years ago, and we have all benefited so much from his good health because clearly he wouldn't be able to do all the things he does for us and with us if he were uh, involved in drugs and alcohol. So he has said no every single day for almost 35 years, and I am thrilled and so fortunate to have him as my best friend too. So Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, that's 5 p.m. for you Californians, and we're just going to have a good time talking with Mr. Rudy. That's right. We got Mazel Tov. Yes, sir. And then on Wednesday, I have probably one of the funniest guests I have and maybe will ever have on this show, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, is I Am Bear Sun. And you're like, what is I Am Bear Sun? If you know who Bear Sun is. Oh my gosh, you are probably jumping up and down in your seat right now as you hear this. So Bear Sun is, I'm announcing LA Marathon last year, and this thing comes through the start line. What is that? But I have to leave. I have to run to the finish line so I don't get to see it too well. But then at the finish line, this creature is bounding towards the finish line, and it's a big, fluffy character costume and, it, and it's LA 26.2 miles who is doing this but I go are you a hamster are you a gerbil <laughs> are you a teddy bear and all of a sudden the head starts going so it's a big bear um it's it's a bear that runs marathons and it's a bear that about a month and a half ago decided to run from Los Angeles to San Francisco and so this bear has been going on journeys as the bear without getting a hotel room and he just will keep going and then he'll take a nap on the side of the road and so many people have called the cops on the bear and he has done so many exciting things as the bear so the bear is going to be on my show wednesday and i think it's going to be hilarious i cannot wait to talk to you. i am bear son go to instagram it's i am and then b-e-a-r S-U-N. Sorry, I can't wait to hear the whole story, but very, very fun. Very, very funny. If you haven't already done so, follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be giving all of my Boston Marathon training details there. I'll give it on my other channels too, but I'll, I'll go a little overboard on Instagram with videos. And last week, if you followed my 12-malers, you would have seen me sprawled out close to dead on the sidewalk being Um, possibly eaten by red ants, (laughs) and then upcoming, the end of June, Rudy and I will both be in Buffalo for the Buffalo Marathon, Half Marathon 5K, if you are running, if you are walking, if you are spectating, stop by to see us, we have both committed to giving out free hugs all weekend, that's right, free hugs for you, soon after, on 4th of July, I will be announcing the St. Pete Pier Run, it's a brand new pier in sunny Florida, and we are going to be celebrating the 4th of July with a four-miler. So join me there. I'll be with John Pelkey, and he is a very funny guy. So we uh, we host the St. Pete Run Fest together, which is always a blast. So um, St. Pete Pier Run, July 4th on, in Ohio, July 17th. I will be hosting the Women's 6K Festival. It's actually also the home of the USATF Women's 6K Championship. So we will have a bunch of speedsters there competing for a title. And then there will be about a thousand other spots for girls like you and I who like to walk real slow and run real fast and do all the stuff in between. Please join us there, discount code Fitness, Fitness right there, F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S. Save $10 on registration. And once again, I'll be giving out free hugs. Dina Castro will be there. I think we'll both be speaking at the festival and we'll have a, a bunch of fun stuff. So join us in Ohio. And then uh, Women Run the D in September 12th. That's Detroit 5K, 10K half marathon on Bell Island. It's uh, Bell Isle. It's an absolute blast. And again, you should be able to use discount code Fitness. So I am going to hush up. Thank you all for listening. Please share this show on your channels because everybody needs to hear what Jeff had to say. It could save their life, right? Share it with your parents. Share, share it with everyone you love and care about because we shouldn't be ignoring symptoms of a heart attack and it can happen to any anybody. It could, cancer could happen to me and heart attack could happen to Jeff. We all are vulnerable. So uh, do the work today. Prepare your body to do battle in case illness or injury strikes. And then once your body starts screaming for help, listen and go get help. All right. I love you guys. Have a great night. Get to work. Bye team. And then we dance.